All right. We are live. You know, you say that every time, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that we indeed died in Thailand and we're in hell. And this is our punishment, Phoenix, Arizona, because it is so goddamn hot here. Yeah. It's unbearable, really. It's nauseating. Yeah, I've never been uh, in this kind of severe hit before. I mean, I thought I knew what hot wheel means because I lived in Texas for over a decade. But it's different, man. It's a different kind of animal. Yeah, man, the dry heat. You got to be in the shade. Mm. It's like being in a sauna all the time, even at nighttime. The only break we get from any of it is early morning from about... 5 a.m. to I'd say about 9. It's very yeah. tolerable. But shortly after that, you have a steep increase in temperature. Yeah. And there's just nothing you can do. There's no shade anywhere. There's no trees. It's pretty barren. I mean, we're in the desert here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we heard yesterday that over 600 people died. Yeah. This, this year alone. Yeah, what Crazy what number. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an absurd amount of people dying from... The heat and conditions here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of that are old people, but there's young people that die every day. Go out. We actually ran into yeah. uh, one of the guys we know, and he had suffered heat exhaustion, had to be airlifted out yeah. just just last week. So yeah, the, the heat's real. Never forget how taxing the heat is. But on to better subjects. Mm-hmm. What we're discussing this week is something that's very yeah. intriguing, fascinating, yeah. and just a joy to talk about for us. <laughs> if you could look at my shirt, you could probably have an idea about what the discussion is oh, going to surround. It almost looked like, you know, you got it for this episode. It almost looks that way, but that is not yeah. the case. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about mushrooms, yes. primarily psychedelics, but mm-hmm. specifically in regards to mushrooms because it's something... Right. You and I both have experienced together. Mm-hmm. And it's been quite an eye-opening experience, to mm-hmm. say the very least. Yeah. So. And then like, lately we've uh, we watched some documentaries on yeah. Netflix. How to Change Your Mind. Mm-hmm. Do very you uh, interesting take on psychedelics, um, looking into different types of psychedelics and history of them. And... Um, you know, I guess his take on psychedelics. Um, yeah. I forgot his name, but he's a journalist. Very well-spoken man. Extremely well-spoken. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, four episodes, right? Four episodes covering mm-hmm. different types of hallucinogenics and um, drugs that have been basically regulated or stigmatized to the point that we don't have mm-hmm. access to them outside of either a clinical trial or illegal means to procure these psychedelic-type drugs yeah so the first they started with in the episode was acid and it was followed Mm -hmm. by psilocybin the mushroom and then the third episode was mbma or ecstasy and then finally finishing with peyote yeah Um, the primary purpose of Mm. the episodes were to examine these medicines under just that a medicinal Mm -hmm. application right and of course some of these have been used through time as ritualistic experiences for Mm -hmm. healing yeah. Um, vision quest type things, depending on what culture and region you're in, would vary the use and basically the application of these drugs. Yeah. But we're going to start with the the one we had the most experience with, mushrooms. Yeah. So you want to mention what 
your first experience was like with it? Yeah, sure. Uh, it was about less than a year ago, right? It has to be. We went to Sedona. I forgot the uh, name of the route there, hiking route. But we were there, very beautiful, even before I was high. Uh, very beautiful place. And um, I did one milligram first and didn't feel anything. And after an hour or so, or two hours, you gave me uh, another milligrams. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was a gram. Full gram. Oh, it was a gram. Yeah, gram, yeah, dried sorry. mushroom. Yeah, whatever. So I did a total of two grams. And after a little, I started to feel um, common expression about plants and surroundings, right? They seem as if they're breathing, perseating, perseating, perspiring. Pers- uh, like sweating or yeah. oh, pulsating, yeah, yeah, pulsating, and uh, the colors become very saturated, almost unreal. Like you don't think they are real colors, but they are. I mm-hmm. mean, they're they're that's what you're perceiving. And then for for a very uh, short period of time, I could see all of my past events, especially. Things that are um, sad, the things that made me sad, and then I became very uh, empathetic about it, wow. almost like as a third person. I felt sore for myself, and I started to cry. And um, I mean, after that, I I felt like I I had been healed, you know. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Very eye-opening experience. Of course, second and third were uh, great in different ways, but that was my first experience. Yeah, yeah, it was profound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got the, funnily enough, right, the peak of the experience mm-hmm. as we reached the peak, kind of like yeah. the plateau of that summit, mm-hmm. right? It almost felt like we talked about this, but I've always described it to people this way. The closest mm-hmm. sensation I've ever experienced or closest physical experience to the idea or concept to heaven mm-hmm. feels like being in heaven um it's an overwhelming experience yeah with a lot of positivity grant yeah people do go through these transformational experiences where they're able to empathize and like you mentioned kind of view themselves as a third person mm-hmm. so you can actually see like whoa outside of myself i can give this person empathy instead of being harsh and having all these expectations of right. them you can kind of clearly see your life through a more I would say a less biased lens right you're stripping mm-hmm. the layers and it can be overwhelmingly positive when you allow it to happen mm-hmm. and accept it um, my first experience was with my buddy and we went out in the woods I remember we packed a whole bunch of gear we we're going to go you know not camping we we're going to do an overnight but we we're going to go uh, paddle boarding and then we're going to go mm-hmm. to these islands to explore and also maybe potentially some climbing. So we had <laughs> climbing pads, inflatable kayaks, mm-hmm. or sorry, inflatable paddle boards, a ton of gear. And we're hiking up like pretty decent terrain, very rooty. Mm-hmm. And we take the mushroom right before we get there. And I remember after as soon as we blew up the paddle board, the second it hit me was right as I got on the paddle board and mm-hmm. was fighting this wind and we're like trying to veer away from these huge rocks. And in that moment, I was like, wow, the experience I'm having right now in real life is parallel 
direct parallel to the experience I'm having from this drug. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, drugs kind of a harsh word from this from this mushroom. This is yeah. the experience. I feel like I'm battling this thing, but at the same time, I have to let it take over and find the balance in it. And it was an awesome feeling. This kind of juxtaposition not maybe not be the right word but it's the word i'm gonna use this juxtaposition of oh there's this very real situation of i don't want to fall in the water Mm -hmm. potentially into these rocks with all this gear all our stuff yeah and also i don't want to be drowned over this experience this mushroom experience that's overcoming me but for me it was just incredibly positive i didn't have any Mm -hmm. type of revelation Mm -hmm. or anything of that nature um yeah but just an overall extremely positive, profound experience where I, what I always believed was there was more to the eye. There mm-hmm. was things I just couldn't understand, but I always felt like they were there. And like the studying of philosophy, religion, mm-hmm. theology, all the things in my life that I've always been trying to understand. Mm-hmm. It finally felt like I broke that barrier. Yeah. Like it allowed me to access that part that I always knew was there. Mm-hmm. Like, and very was open, like, explaining to people i believe there's something there that we just can't explain we don't right. have the means to and it revealed that to me mm-hmm. and fucking awesome experience just yeah incredibly wholesome incredibly wholesome mm-hmm. it seems to be if you listen to a lot of people's experiences with mushrooms for the first time especially in the right setting and set it seems to be that there are common themes or features that uh take place during the mushroom trip which is one I think okay again this is on average uh, according to a lot of experiences or stories that I've heard the first thing is ego death right mm. I think that seems to be the common um, thing to happen for a lot of people in the right setting and second is that because of that ego death it allows you to access very vulnerable part of yourself which you even unconsciously subconsciously refuse to access to yeah yeah Right. I think it's ego death is a great explanation. And if the ego doesn't get killed entirely, it gets mm-hmm. severely injured mm-hmm. in a way that's never the same again. Yeah. Of course, this may vary with people, but I'd say nine out of ten mm-hmm. experiences that people have or the ones I've heard about are this, again, ego injury, ego death. Mm-hmm. And ego is just another form of consciousness it's essentially how we identify ourselves right big right? part of ourselves yeah. mm-hmm. the the construct of our identity can be ego mm-hmm. so when this thing becomes injured i i think it becomes injured by realizing there's so many different forms of consciousness mm-hmm. once you have the experience of the mushroom you have the awareness that there's a consciousness external to yourself you know and in that moment you get to be in that consciousness to examine right your ego and challenge it yeah and then the ego is kind of fractured mm-hmm. in that experience or you know it's disjointed mm-hmm. and from that disjointedness it gives you a potential and a place to grow from mm-hmm. because you can see almost clearly right the things mm-hmm. that were holding you back the good things as well the strengths you know the weaknesses it's not just highlighting the failures it's also mm-hmm. highlighting your abilities and your strength and yeah. allows you to more easily access access those things and those Mm -hmm. attributes yeah and that's just an incredibly overwhelming sensation because Mm -hmm. it makes you feel capable once again right and of course this can vary from person to person right Mm -hmm. maybe that level of capability is 
only to the degree of seeing that, oh shit, there's stuff in my life I need to change. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing you get from that trip. Yeah. Maybe it's not actually the action to go and the power to go do it, but the realization, the yeah. initial necessary first step yeah. to realize, yeah, there's things in my life that I don't want, I don't need, I don't have to hold on to anymore. Mm-hmm. And this is seen in the, the series through all these different type of drug treatments mm-hmm. that they're almost like a panacea. They can treat a whole bunch of different type of right. effects. PTSD. OCD. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. Dealing with death. People that are terminally ill. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of potential and benefits to these drugs in these extreme cases. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those extreme cases can be the hyper-representation of our minor experiences of it. You know, things we call normal, the way we handle people and ourselves Mm -hmm. and our relations to ideas and concepts. And the, the benefit of it can't be overstated. I don't think, I I, I don't think it should be. I think there's a lot of hesitation to discuss psychedelics and the properties for two reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're illegal, right? And then second, they've been propagandized against right. heavily, right? So mm-hmm. there's a group of people that use them recreationally entirely. And I'm not even shitting on that. I don't think there's anything even right. necessarily wrong with that. I think there's still power in that mm-hmm. recreational use of it. But it does seem because those people are so counterculture in the sense that, you know, they're so contrasting to what we know as normality mm-hmm. that instantly societally societal level consciousness or societal level ego is in direct odds with that and will mm-hmm. protect itself against that and try to push it out of the mainstream mm-hmm. try to silence it you know then maybe we get on to the societal level or the governmental level you know if this is opening people's eyes and ideals and mindsets to maybe a different way to live life it's in direct, yeah. direct opposition to the control and the structure of Absolutely. these systems mm-hmm. we use to navigate our lives. Yeah. So there's there's a strong resistance, right? I think in almost every level to prevent people from mm-hmm. experiencing these things because it breaks the chains of conformity because mm-hmm. it allows you to actually see them for what they are. And sometimes some of those things you see as good things. Mm-hmm. You still maintain belief in a lot of your value mm-hmm. systems but other ones you may adjust and modify right and i i when i was watching it i i was really mad especially because okay maybe this is this shouldn't be for um if it is not allowed for recreational use okay i'm okay with it you know as of now at least but at least it should be open to fully open to um the possibility is possibility for medicinal use right yeah. that's what i thought I was really mad. I mean, there are so many people who can benefit from mushrooms and psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, a ton of people. Mm -hmm. And again, this is the other problem with the narrative that the society will tell us is that, Mm -hmm. hey, you look, dude, you're not sick. You don't have any, you don't have PTSD. You don't have severe depression. Yeah. You don't have strong addiction. You don't need this drug. But I would argue that we're all suffering from some type of illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may not be to the extreme level. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not have a broken leg, but maybe it's actually injured and it's hard to walk. Right. Mm-hmm. So how are you to tell me that my injury does not warrant the use of this thing? 
Yeah. You know, by even classifying it as a medicine that can only treat certain things, we are also limiting its potential, I right. feel. So I, I understand it's kind of, we've got to bridge that gap. We've got to overcome a lot of our societal biases and mm-hmm. slowly but surely get over this hump. I don't know if we ever will because apparently, as we saw in these shows, that these were mainstream at one point, right? Mm-hmm. And there was an active measure to silence and kind of mm-hmm. destroy the movement. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I think it, it is attested in um, many other countries because it is illegal in most of the countries, right? At least we know. Um, as you've mentioned earlier, uh, it could be a direct threat to the authority, right? That's why it is illegal and partially because I think, personally think that because of um, a lack of understanding yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it could be entirely destabilizing to regimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is why we see a lot of Native American indigenous cultures that use these medicines completely demolished. Maybe it's purely just because of this one use of this medicine mm-hmm. or these types of medicines that have psychedelic properties that grant us to another realm of interconnectedness or consciousness mm-hmm. um, that is just entirely in opposition to mm-hmm. even maintaining a regimented structure mm-hmm. such as this. Um, yeah, whether or not it is intentional by the government, yeah. it is clear that the use of benefit of psychedelics has some features that can be uh, threatening to uh, the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Such as um, this universal connection of yourself yeah. with everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's fucking surreal mm-hmm. incredibly surreal because you can get these feelings and this understanding through other things you know you listen to a good song you feel connected to the person writing it conceptually you feel tied together you understand what they're saying to a degree mm-hmm. or you see a good movie or you read a good story or whatever experience you have you can get this very real sense of connectedness and oneness um, the universal or the underlying universal subconsciousness that we heard about the other day or how they described it what was uh, collective that? unconscious collective unconsciousness it mm-hmm. allows you to tap into that you can have mm-hmm. your experiences in your life to get these things but here is a drug a medicine mm-hmm. i say i don't really like calling it a drug or a medicine here is a mushroom here's something in nature mm-hmm. you can eat and take and you will immediately have it way more than any of those experiences will give you like instantaneously mm-hmm Whereas the other means of achieving it or getting it are through either deep introspection or fucking high level adventure, I guess, or experience or very unique experience. Mm -hmm. Very difficult to get this kind of experience without spending a lot of time, free time in your life to have it. Yeah. And then it's not even to this level. It's so different. Not to say it's necessarily better, but I would definitely say the initial experience is um, life-changing. Yeah, It's totally Mm life-changing. You'll start to be able to see that there are things you totally cannot understand that 100% exist Mm -hmm. and are affecting everyday reality for you. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's the common um, comment about the experience by a lot of people that it's life-changing. And the one thing that really surprised me uh, was that 
this usage for uh, certain people who have PTSD seems to be that the benefit is permanent. The guy who was interviewing mm. in the documentary, it's been a few years since his first experience, and he doesn't see have this negative symptoms that he used to have. So that was really surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just speaks to the power of it. Maybe it gives you the tools to realize mm-hmm. just the initial breakthrough, and then you can rely on yourself entirely. This isn't something yep. you need to continually do or repeatedly subject yourself to. Not to say that would be negative. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think that would be an entirely positive experience. Mm-hmm. But you know, that alone could encourage people to be like, "Hey, look, you only got to try this once." Yeah. You know, at least just try it once, see what the experience is like, and then go from there. Yeah. 100%. But <laughs> we're about uh, over 20 minutes in. Uh, so, so th- this is the end of uh, For a Short Virgin. So, um, thanks for listening. Get out there and <laughs> have fun in your life. Yeah. Uh, I'm not suggesting you do anything. Right. Of course, yeah. Um, we cannot do that. It's illegal. Yeah, I um, would never suggest. I don't know. You making do... making a suggestion is illegal. Uh, who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. But, Expand your mind. Expand right. your consciousness. <laughs> I mean, just check out those documentaries, and they're you know great literature today. Yeah, I think you know. So, how to change your mind on Netflix streaming now? Four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't make it, so not our fault. <laughs> All right, thank All you, right, guys. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>